Welcome to Midweek Motion, a Grace Avenue Church Leadership Podcast, where our heart is to be intentional about the type of culture, atmosphere, and language we use as leaders who serve the purpose of God. Well, hey, welcome to Midweek Motion, our new leadership and culture podcast for the always amazing people of Grace Avenue Church. Today, I want to talk about, here's a dramatic title for you, Bleeding While Leading. Yes, bleeding, because life hurts and people hurt you. And as you lead people, lead people effectively, uh, there's just pain and difficulty and challenges involved with that. Uh, leadership is not all smiles. Uh, it's not the little Insta clips that you see where people are preaching fire and just doing amazing things and saying amazing things. It is filled with difficulty and challenge because we're dealing with people and people are complex and situations are complex and there are misunderstandings and there's friction and uh, personality clashes and all kinds of different things that are happening in culture and in lives intersecting and people dealing with each other. And so I want to talk about that today, how we learn how to lead while we bleed. Uh, I've been leading people in some form or fashion for, I would say, most of my life. Uh, From the time I was just over 18 years old, I started leading uh, either a, a department at somewhere I worked, at a place that I worked at, or an area of business I was in, or some form of management, or I was a trainer or a developer of teams or culture. Um, I always seemed to get promoted wherever I get started. I think it was just because I showed up on time and I didn't quit. And eventually I started learning how to lead. I was always leading a team or multiple teams on a staff or I was in a church. And so very early on, I was introduced to leading people. And for the last 25 years, I've, I've led people in some form or fashion. Now. Uh, I lead a congregation, um, all different backgrounds, different upbringings, uh, different viewpoints, different colors, different expectations. Uh, I also lead an executive staff and a pastoral team, and really what is a culture that aims to unite people around the vision and the mission of Grace Avenue Church. And then lastly, I'm leading my own home, including a teenager and a toddler, and they cause a lot of bleeding while I'm leading. So may God help me through this season because I need it. But what I've learned over the years is that when you lead professionally and uh, publicly, you know, you're out there with people, uh, you know, you're doing this during the day, but then you have to go home to yourself at night and you have to deal with you and whatever it is that you're facing personally, whatever weight is on you in that particular season. Uh, All the while, you know, you're, you're preparing to get up in the morning and go back to work or go next week back to church and to serve in church and to, or to move your company forward or move your team forward or move your, your dream forward. And, you know, what I've discovered along this journey is that no matter how effective or successful or accomplished I might, I, I might have been or may have, may have been at that time or, or even if I felt accomplished and successful uh, when I was leading in a particular season, it never made me exempt from having to face personal pain and difficulty that I happen to be walking through. Uh, Pain is part of our maturing process as Christians. It's part of our growth and, and our development. And Jesus said, hey, you will have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome the world. 
And Paul in the New Testament encourages us repeatedly to live a life worthy of the calling, uh, to persevere, to endure as we run the race, even at times, people don't like this word, but he said this, even at times, to suffer as a good soldier for Jesus Christ. And so as a church family, we really are only as strong as the pain we are each able to endure for the sake of seeing Jesus exalted in and through our circumstances. But you see, pain is is often something that we're trying to get over. I mean, think about it. When we're hurting, we just want to get over it. We want to get through it. We want to get away from it so we can just get on with what we see as our life. But sometimes in some seasons of life, pain is continual. It's ongoing. And, you know, there have been times where I've found little to no relief in the season, and I've still had to lead while I bleed. And there are times like that in your leadership. You'll be forced to make the choice to lead while you bleed. Uh, Bleeding while I'm leading uh, has been something that I've had to deal with my whole adult life. Again, that sounds dramatic, but I'm just being honest. No exaggeration, no drama. There has never been a season of my life leading people where I wasn't bleeding because of something in some area of life that may not even be connected to my job or to what I'm doing. So let me, let me repeat that for just a second to make sure you know where I'm coming from here. In over 25 years, there's never been a season where in some area of life, I'm not bleeding. Now, that pain could have been whatever, wherever. It could have been personal. It could have been family stuff. It could have been emotional stuff, financial stuff, relational stuff, regrets, failures, disappointments, uh, dramas. Who knows? I mean, there's been all kinds of stuff. But uh, I learned that I couldn't work hard enough I couldn't have enough fun and entertainment or, or make enough money or, or take enough ground and, you know, professionally to distance myself from the impact and the effects of personal pain and, and the toll that it can take on you mentally and emotionally and spiritually, and at times even physically and psychologically in some cases. And I believe that if you serve others and you lead others and you, you truly want to be like Jesus, you have to learn how to walk not only towards the mountaintop of your destiny, but through the valleys of difficulty, the way leaders are called to do so that Christ can shine and be glorified in your weakness, so that God can be seen through your pain and the process that you're walking through. Uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 11, uh, the Apostle Paul says this, For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I'm weak, then I'm strong. Man, Paul was bleeding, sometimes physically, because of persecution. Yet here he is encouraging us to keep leading. Not from our own strength, but from the strength of God. He encouraged us to be weak in our own strength and to rise up in God's strength. Make no mistake about it. Paul was bleeding but he kept leading. And friend, I'll tell you this, if you're going to try to build and aim to build a life or a career, a family, a business, a marriage, a ministry, or, or your team, your company, whatever it is, uh, if you're trying to build in a way where 
you can simply eliminate from your life drama, pain, uh, betrayal, difficulty, adversity, gossip, uh, misrepresentation, disappointments. If you're trying to just build in order to push that kind of stuff away, friend, let me tell you, that'll never happen on earth. That happens in heaven. It doesn't happen on earth. In fact, if you're trying to build that way, more pain is probably on the way. If your goal is to build a life free from the pain that comes with leadership, you have to learn how to lead while you bleed and discover on the journey that the grace of God that saved you is the same grace that'll carry you. It's the same grace that will carry you through every storm and affliction that you encounter. In my leadership journey, there have been five particular areas where I'm bleeding while I'm leading. And I want to talk about those for a moment as we kind of head towards the end of this segment. Uh, The first place is where I was bleeding from disappointment. And this is where things didn't turn out how I hoped they would turn out. And this tempted me to lose faith and to lose trust in God's sovereignty. And as a leader, you have to become excellent at managing your disappointment or your disappointment ends up managing you. It ends up managing your attitude and your outlook and your opinions, the words that are are coming out of your mouth. You know, a little disappointment can create a big problem. So we have to learn how to navigate that. Uh, The second place uh, where I've had to experience bleeding while I'm leading is uh, bleeding from delay. And this is where things took longer than I had expected. Uh, This tempted me to doubt God's timing and God's ultimate purpose in things, to become frustrated, uh, sorrowful almost, because things are not happening. Things are not happening according to how I want them to on my timetable. The way I think my time frame lines up with everything. And as a leader, you have to learn to trust the timing of God. You know, the Bible has plenty of examples of people who did not like God's timing. And their impatience actually led them into seasons of incredible pain and significant loss uh, because they couldn't wait. They didn't like delay. And often you're, you're bleeding from delay. You're waiting. And things aren't coming in the way you thought they would at the time that you thought they would. And friend, look, there's an old saying uh, that I, I heard growing up in church where they say, delay does not mean denial. And let me tell you, that preach is good. But if I'm honest, sometimes delay does mean denial. It is denial from God because he knows the timing of something. And God is sometimes denying things that we think for good uh, are good for us at the time. And so I just want to encourage you. Um, in your temptation to doubt God's timing and, and ultimate purpose, uh, be careful. Uh, allow God's leading in delay uh, to, to redirect you to trust his timing and his purpose. Here's the next area. I was bleeding from disagreement. Bleeding from disagreement. Look, people are people. There are personality clashes. Life happens. And the bleeding from disagreement is when, when things with people become misaligned and cause friction and fractures in relationships. And when this happens, this, this tempted me 
at times to isolate and stop trusting and investing in people. Uh, simply because, I mean, there are only so many times you can get burned or feel burned, I should say, uh, before you start becoming cynical or guarded. And look, as a leader, if you become cynical and guarded, you might as well sit on the bench until you're ready to go again. Because as a leader, you just have to guard your heart from cynicism, period. It's just not in the cards for any leader. Uh, We are here to lead and invest into people. We're here to make disciples. We're here to partner with Jesus to build a local church. We're here to raise sons and daughters in the kingdom of God. We're here to point people to Jesus. We can't allow disagreement uh, to make us cynical. Uh, We have to keep an open heart. We have to keep a right spirit. Uh, Here's the next area. I was bleeding at times from disconnection. And this is things with people and with seasons of life that uh, reached an expiration date. and. You know, this this caused me at times to doubt that God was working all things together. Uh, it, it caused me to, at times, not keep my eyes fixed on Jesus, who's the author and the perfecter of my faith, but to keep my eyes on what used to be. You know, things disconnect. Seasons change. Life changes. Relationships change. People change their minds. And things disconnect, and seasons disconnect, and years disconnect, and people disconnect, and that's life. Look, God told Samuel in the Old Testament, how long will you mourn for Saul? God had disconnected from Saul. God was done. But Samuel wasn't. Samuel was still mourning and looking to the past. And God says, hey, how long are you going to mourn for this disconnection? What I'm saying is that when God moves on, we have to learn how to move on and not look back. And we have to learn as leaders to see with eyes of faith. You know, disconnection doesn't mean that the best has happened. It means God is about to do a new thing, and you have to perceive it. And any new thing that God is about to do is always, I believe, the best thing God has ever done. His mercy is new every morning, and so we have to learn how to see that goodness and mercy that will follow us all the days of our life. So here is the last one. And this one is pretty deep, but it's bleeding from despair. If you lead people, uh, life and leadership will affect you. And life and leadership in in general uh, can cause grief and suffering and pain. And I know that's kind of a heavy thing to say. Uh, this is supposed to be an encouraging podcast, but I'm trying to tell you where I've had to lead while I bleed. And there have been times where I'm bleeding from despair, just things that happen in life and leadership and dealing with grief and dealing with suffering and, and pain. And, and this can cause us to sink into hopelessness and lose our way in the garden in, in the most trying moment of despair. Jesus went to the Father. He went to his knees. Now, you might know who your Judas is, but until you can feed him the bread from your table, you're not like Jesus. See, despair can cause you to lose focus in a moment, even with a Judas, and not want to feed him, to reject your enemies, not to love them, not to eat with them. And honestly, there's no relief 
uh, from despair by putting passive-aggressive comments on social media, uh, by ignoring the pain of betrayal, by not allowing yourself to heal, uh, by working hard to prove something to someone who betrayed you or, or hurt you. Look, when you're bleeding from despair, as a leader, you have to allow your spirit to be filled again with life, to, to flow with living water. You know, there, there's too much God has put into you for it to be tainted by despair. Allow your hurts in life to be healed so that you can remain effective in all that God has called you to do. Look, I'm believing that in these areas where maybe you're bleeding, Maybe you're experiencing difficulty, challenge, and pain. I'm praying that you will keep bleeding. I'm praying that you'll help others as they're bleeding. Help them to keep bleeding. Help them see beyond the circumstance, beyond the moment, beyond the pain, and see the bigger picture of what God has placed on their life. Thanks for joining me again for Midweek Motion. I'll catch you next time. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Midweek Motion, where our goal is to be intentional about the type of culture, atmosphere, and language we use as leaders who serve the purpose of God. For more information, go to graceavenuechurch.com. And remember, what God has done in your life is yours to live.